broadcasting from the 72nd floor of First Canadian Place in the heart of Toronto's financial district, this is Hashtag Finance, the podcast that profiles innovative entrepreneurs and thought leaders operating in the public markets. Presented to you by the CSE, the exchange for entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Grace Pedota with the CSE, and we're here for another episode of Hashtag Finance. We're filming from the top of First Canadian Place with Joe Voss, Managing Director of Leafly. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> good, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be here. Yeah, uh, thank you for coming. And uh, just a little bit of a background. We uh, got introduced through uh, Jay Rosenthal, uh, founder of Business of Cannabis. We did a recent uh, media coverage of his conference at the Steam Whistle Brewery. And he was kind enough to introduce me to Scott, who could coordinate uh, you coming. Oh, that's yeah. right. We love Jay. We yeah. love Business of Cannabis. And we were actually at the uh, Cannabis and uh, Technology Conference as well. Yeah, it was great. It was eh? a good event. Yeah, there was massages like at his conference. It was uh, wild. I missed that. <laughs> yeah, free massages. I was like, wow, that's new. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a natural tie into but cannabis, it's very right? Jay. It's very Jay yeah. to have like that cork at, yeah. the, uh, at his conference. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of wanted to... Uh, bring you onto the podcast because, first of all, you are a female um, leader in cannabis, which I find is uh, really remarkable. We're seeing a lot of female leaders in cannabis, which is really great to see. And also, I wanted to talk to you more about Leafly because I definitely um, am a user of Leafly. Uh, I go on for a lot of information, and I just find it so easy to um, read and educate myself. So I wanted to bring you in and, and uh, chat with you about it. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're here for. <laughs> awesome. Um, and so if you kind of want to tell our viewers about Leafly for um, the viewers that don't know already. Sure. Yeah. So Leafly is the world's largest cannabis platform. Uh, we in Canada have about 7.7, almost 8 million users uh, who are using the platform every year. Uh, we help people uh, learn about cannabis. We help people shop for legal products in the marketplace. And we help people buy, which really means, uh, I think, helping them uh, find legal products with legal retailers um, within this space. So the goal is always is, you know, get educated, learn as much as you can so you can make confident decisions and then go to a legal retailer. <laughs> exactly. So our, our really our core goal is really empowering our users to understand cannabis. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's why I had um, landed on the website um, initially and because you have great SEO. You come up. Right that's away. true. I mean, that happens when you've been around for 10 years. So we, I mean, we were founded in 2010 in Seattle. So, you know, uh, it's, it's been a long, uh, I think journey through the cannabis, uh, industry. And when you're sitting on, let's call it 10,000 pieces of evergreen content. Um, I think SEO is just a kind of a natural thing that happens. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're very lucky. And I think we're able to leverage a lot of those learnings, um, and content in Canada as well. Yeah, no, it's great. It's it's so user friendly, and uh, you guys have these new like images of like strains of cannabis that uh, yeah, our new cannabis guide. <laughs> yeah. um, and maybe I can share a little bit more yeah, about that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really exciting. So over the last year, we've been working on retooling the platform, um, really diving into data. So we, uh, I work with a, my colleague is Dr. Nick Jacomis, who has been spearheading this effort. Um, he's a brilliant scientist, very passionate about cannabis. 
cannabis and education. And uh, over the course of the past couple of years, he discovered that we just, um, you know, we have a lot more um, science and a lot more data at our fingertips. Uh, and so Leafly uh, has essentially moved away from thinking around the indicacity of a binary. Um, so we've just launched a, a new platform in essence that helps people understand the plant in a better way. So what we're doing is we're vetting labs. We're working with labs all across North America and uh, and we're taking that data and we're using a generative um, tool, generative technology to create a visual language to help people understand strains, um, which is really amazing. I think, you know, it was, it was definitely a huge undertaking for the entire team. Uh, it's also, you know, a huge departure from where we have been historically. Not to say that Indica Sativa is wrong, but more to say we have a lot more knowledge now. We believe this is where the industry is going, and we think consumers are getting smarter every day. They're demanding more information, and uh, and I think there's a huge piece of um, a huge component of it is, is transparency. Right? People want to know what's in what is in the product, what is in the strain that they're looking for, uh, which is obviously a public uh, safety issue as well. You're seeing with the vapey crisis. Mm -hmm. um, so we really want to make sure that we're uh, giving as much data and as much uh, information as we can to the end users. So they're just making smart choices and getting positive outcomes. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. no, they uh, remind me of like those adult coloring books. Like the <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great reference. I've gotten Snowflake, um, yeah, Kaleidoscope. Um, that, is a, that is such a great reference. I really <laughs> want you guys to make coloring books. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, awesome. Who knows? That's I was <laughs> yesterday. I was talking with the content team about uh, just all of the like, kind of print-on-demand opportunities. I can imagine a world where we have wrapping paper, or you uh, actually might be able to create your favorite strain through our uh, cannabis guide, you know, and uh, and create your own wearable merch. So I think the you know the marketing opportunity is is pretty immense. Oh yeah, and you guys kind yeah. of have already revolutionized content in cannabis, I think, yeah. like, cause it's just, like you said, now the user can go in and, you know, find out exactly what is in the strain and then be able to take accordingly. So for sure. I think, yeah. And just to kind of add on that too, it's, it's about, you know, THC content, CBD content, and terpene content, um, which, you know, we're still learning a lot more about. I, you know, truthfully, there's a, a lot of research that still needs to happen, but it's day one, it's kind of day one, the way I look at it. You launch a tool, you launch technology, a platform, and it's iterative. So we've launched with this um, kind of first version, which, you know, is pretty amazing in and of itself, but it's, the tools and tech are just going to get smarter over time. Yeah. Are you guys looking to, first of all, um, what is the um, profile of your of the um, average user on your website? Because I know there's like a lot of um, companies will put out a cannabis report and they will refer to, you know, early onset users or. Yeah, it's so it's interesting. I think one of the f one of the things that I find is most fascinating is to watch um, let's call it search trends. Um, so last year, as we were leading up to legalization, and we've seen this in rec legal states, our traffic doubled. I mean, it, it doubled in nature, and that was pretty interesting. So we know that there's a, an awareness and an interest uh, in cannabis. I would say some of the most searched articles or search content leading up to legalization were really around the cannabis 101 stuff. 
uh, you know, what is THC? What is CBD? What happens if I get too high? Uh, you know, how do I roll a joint? Um, you know, kind of a lot of things that were associated to flower and that Mm. rudimentary and foundational educational piece. Um, I, I think, you know, our user, we have many different types of users, so it's hard to break it down to just one. Um, I would say, you know, the one trend that I see is, uh, people who are looking for, uh, information on wellness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think we've got obviously adult rec, which is live and legal. Now we've got medical, which has been around for quite some time. And then you've got this sort of swath in the middle that is people who are looking for, um, cures to common ailments, which would be, how do I sleep better? How do I, you know, reduce my anxiety? How do I, um, you know, have an elevated experience, uh, you know, at, at my local grocery store if I'm, you know, going out on a Saturday morning? So there's like little, com- I think, commonalities between a lot of the search trends that we s- we're starting to see, which is really interesting when you start to look at, you know, the CBD opportunity, which is obviously um, a huge thing in the States. Here in Canada, THC and CBD are categorized the same. So we'll, we'll oh. see what happens with um, potential new regulations. I know that there's a, a consultation out right now, but um, that's also a huge opportunity. And I did not know this, that THC and CBD are classified as the same thing in Ontario? In Canada. In Canada. So it, the difference being that in the States, uh, you know, they view CBD as a, as a, uh, just a separate, a separate regulatory, mm-hmm. um, item mm-hmm. in Canada, it's the same. So you're buying CBD and THC products, um, in retail, uh, in the same environment. It's the same type of classification. Oh, wow. Obviously they're very different in nature. One yeah. is a psychoactive, one is not. Um, but they, you know, it just, they live on the shelf together. Yeah, no, I, there's so much talk around, and this is probably just more of a personal question than me asking for like data, but there's, there's so much, um, there's so much talk around CBD going into like wellness, like actual, like, um, chiropractors and, um, you know, massage therapists having to use it and it kind of being, um, like medical. Yeah. And I think, I mean, one thing that we always urge our consumers to think about is, again, you know, think about what's in your products. Uh, Because one, I think CBD has some incredible healing properties. We know that based on the science that that has come out. Um, You know, it's anti-inflammatory. There are so many, um, so many pros to potentially incorporating that into your wellness routine or your medical routine, if, uh, if your medical advisor advises to do do so. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but really, um, I think people need to be aware about what's in the product uh, because, uh, you know, people are selling CBD like snake oil in the States. And uh, I think it's really important to understand what you're either putting on your skin or, or taking your body. Exactly. Yeah. And like you kind of talked um, about with James Black um, listings uh, development here when you first came in was like you, it's kind of like the skincare products that we see, you know, shoppers versus Kiehl's where Kiehl's they're dressed up like doctors. And it's more of like a, when you go in, you feel like you're talking to like a dermatologist. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much opportunity, I think, from a retail perspective to differentiate. Um, you know, I would love to get to a place in this market where we have, you know, specialty CBD stores mm-hmm. or, um, you know, niche retail environments that are catered towards a certain type of consumer, whether it's, you know, female focused or, you know, uh, those are just two examples. Uh, but uh, I, I just think there's an immense opportunity to help people understand in a more 
more in-depth way. And just to kind of talk about that, I, I mean, I can also, you know, imagine a, a world n not so long from now where, you know, Leafly, as an example, um, you know, is fully integrated into a retail environment. You know, we have this flower system. The goal is to uh, is really to drive mass adoption. We're going top down from, let's call it the LPs and the retailers and consumer up to have a language that is, uh, you know, consistent and not fragmented and that everybody is using, um, which yeah. is what we've seen in the past with Leafly, right? I mean, we had this incredible periodic table. It was very simple to use and uh, and people just knew it. It's, you know, red, green uh, and purple, indica, sativa and, and hybrid. Uh, so it's really kind of a new t it was a new take on, you know, bring bring it uh, that the visual language to life in, in a in a very exciting way. Yeah. And yeah. Then that kind of leads into my next question that I wanted to ask you where, you know, initially I, I kind of took the stance where I was going to ask you more about um, how you can help cannabis companies market, which yeah. kind of we were just talking about. Yeah. But then we had started with how you kind of help the consumer, which is great. And I love that. Um, but how how are you going to help cannabis companies market? I mean, now the market's kind of died down and people are in. They're in. And now now cannabis companies are, you know, having pressure where it's like they have to show the results. They have yeah. to show numbers. I mean, yeah, yesterday in the news, we saw, you know, Hexo is laying off 200 people, which is a huge chunk of their workforce. PAX laid off, I think, 25 percent of of their workforce. So uh, I think it's 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 become very real, very fast. Uh, and, you know, there was some really excitable forecasts and projections that were thrown out there early on. And I'm obviously there, you know, the sentiment leading into 1017 last year was immense. Uh, you know, a lot of investment poured into marketing, especially especially pre-October. I mean, Tweed is a great example, Canopy. Um, big budgets, lots of spending with out-of-home. Um, they really wanted to move the dial on that brand buy-in mm -hmm. because they knew the prohibitions would come into place, um, which is a huge piece of it. I think, you know, I... I I think it's going to be an ongoing challenge for brands to differentiate given the prohibitions. And that's one thing that I hope we start to move the needle on uh, from a regulatory perspective um, sooner rather than later, because I think we're going to lose our competitive edge if not. Uh, and if I'm a brand and I obviously want to be able to perform and have a, a two-way conversation with my consumer, some of those restrictions kind of need to be alleviated um, so that I can you know, create experience, whether it's educational or art or, you know, actually just straight up marketing. Um, so, you, you know, I think we will get there. <laughs> but what we do is really, I think we're, we're basically a conduit to the consumer. So over 100 million people are visiting Leafly year over year. And, you know, that is an immense amount um, of eyeballs, right? So the way that we try to do that, and, you know, as a former marketer, I think, you know, how are we, how are we going to help you? You're probably thinking about your cost per acquisition. In this case, it's kind of two things. One, how do I drive an action or behavior, but also how can we drive uh, someone who is looking for cannabis into the legal framework? So I think it's kind of, you know, we're trying to work with licensed producers, retailers, and kind of ancillary brands on solving oh, some of those things. Cool. But also on the other side, working with government to, to, to drive awareness and to drive acquisition into the legal framework, um, which is a huge thing because consumers right now are online. They're trying to crowdsource information and educate education. And I mean, as we do with every product, right? Um, and so they're trying to essentially hack it together and try to figure out what's going to work. And it's very much like dating. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, 
you know, it, it's really, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all about helping them understand what is legal, what is not. Um, and that's why we only work with licensed producers and retailers, because there are players out there that are, I think, fostering the illicit market and consumers don't know any better. They yeah. don't, you know, perhaps, um, you know, my mom's best friend down the street doesn't know that mail order uh, is not a thing, is <laughs> legal. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, it's all about, um, I think, obviously educating on cannabis, but helping them understand, you know, what the what the entire framework looks like so that they're, you know, really getting safe product and getting the right type of tools to just make better choices. That's so interesting. That's a really that's a really interesting concept. Yeah, because there is a lot of black market stuff out there. Absolutely. The internet is vast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the cannabis industry itself is like the wild west. Like people kept saying that at a conference last week. And I was like, yeah, it kind of is like, this is the only panel discussion I've ever seen where like people in the audience were answering the questions for the panelists because they just didn't know. And panelists were totally comfortable with that. They're like, is someone, does someone know the answer? And, you know, and it's, and everyone's collectively learning together, which is really interesting. Yeah. But then there's also false information where I did go see people in the black, like they were in black market cannabis industry and like they, we were, they were doing a quiz and just like their answers were wrong about like legal things in cannabis. So it was, it's kind of, it's very, so it's good that we have something like Leafly to educate ourselves and like know the facts because there really, really isn't anywhere to go right now. Yeah, I agree. I think we, I mean, my goal is to just be the source of truth for everybody. Um, And obviously to solve some of the challenges that we're seeing across the market. Like Mm -hmm. we want to drive value for our partners. We want to be useful to our our users. We want them to, you know, be surprised and delighted when they use the cannabis guide tool Mm -hmm. Um, and then be able to use things like pickup as an example. So in Alberta, we have a product called pickup, which is essentially, um, um, a click and collect. So you're able to use Leafly, uh, online. So we have a, a great partnership with spirit leaf, um, as, as an example, and a number of other retailers in the space. Uh, but we did launch with spirit leaf in Alberta. And, uh, and so you're able to go to your Leafly menu online, um, you know, do a bit of, um, browsing and show rooming on what products you want while leveraging our data and our education. And then you can reserve your cannabis ahead of time in store. And so I think the, from my perspective, we want to be able to solve some of the challenges around the attrition that we're seeing from legal, from, from the legal market. So Mm -hmm. if I'm a consumer and I'm speaking also for myself here, I have an expectation around the technology and the tools that are going to be available to me so that I can just live my life and Mm -hmm. make those choices and have this naturally integrate into how I would be buying any other product. Um, challenging, obviously, with the regulatory, uh, with the regulatory framework, but um, we're getting there. Um, You know, BC is a great example. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, we noticed that um, the uh, regulations uh, did not allow private retailers to show cannabis information on their their websites, uh, and that would be a, a product information or pricing. Um, and actually, just last week, they updated the regulations, so now uh, private retailers uh, have a more competitive edge in that market. So, you know, we're starting to see, I think, a really great two-way dialogue with the regulators um, and the distribution boards themselves. So, uh, it's positive. Like we are making gains. Uh, it's just, I think we're not moving as fast as, as we would like. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes fast isn't always good, right? True. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yeah. 
good in things, many cases, <laughs> good things take longer. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. And it's always easier to take back rather than enforce. So, exactly. you know, I think the general population has put a lot of faith into the government and they, they actually have done a great job of rolling this out. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I, I'm a huge fan. Like I said, I, I downloaded the app um, like last week and it's, it's amazing. Like it's so fast. Like if I have any questions or I want to like research anything or any have and like look up any articles like latest news it's just right there at my fingertips which is really really awesome that's so, great i'd yeah. love to hear that the technology works yeah. <laughs> and it's something that you use all the time yeah. i think you know i even am guilt i mean obviously i'm biased but i'm you know i'm often showing the app to my mom or you know friends up at the cottage who are you know all coming at we call them like i almost coming say it's out. like a coming out party right <laughs> totally um where they're saying oh i've been doing this for years or you know i've been i've been baking forever and it's so nice to finally talk about this um, and that's great because we have to talk about it. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just an essential piece of of, of the whole um, legalization rollout, right? Yeah, Break exactly. the stigma. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. is actually a really great group called Breaking Stigma in Toronto, um, which is really, they're a really cool group and bunch. And that's one of the biggest things is literally breaking that stigma because yeah. so many people, like you heard James say when you, when you came in, he was like, when you smoke cannabis, you turn into a zombie. <laughs> I just saw your face. You're like, uh, I don't necessarily I don't agree really with that. Know. But I mean, I guess it depends but what product you're consuming. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe right? it's not the right one for you. <laughs> it's like that sativa indica conversation, yeah. Yeah. Um, which you guys are doing your best to drive people away from. Um, but yeah, just, uh, lastly, to finish up, because um, I could talk all day about this subject, yeah. <laughs> but I won't keep you all day. Um, but uh, you said that you bike. And so I just wanted I to do. know more about that. <laughs> I, lo I love biking. So I actually, I kind of got into it because uh, my boyfriend, my husband now at the time, uh, was, you know, abstractly talking about biking. And I was like, okay, I love this guy. I think I should probably get him something amazing for his birthday. So for his 30th birthday, I threw him a surprise birthday party and then uh, got him his first carbon fiber road bike, which oh, was, cool. you know, really exciting. But I'm also the type of person that doesn't want to be left behind. Um, I'm <laughs> notorious for FOMO. And I also love adrenaline sports. Um, I lived on the West Coast for a long time. I did a lot of ski touring and snowboarding and backcountry. And uh, I love, uh, yeah, I just, I love a good rush. So I, I I used to downhill mountain bike out at Silver Star and up in Whistler. Wow. And it was just, uh, I mean, we can't do that here. Obviously, we don't have the elevation, no. um, but uh, it's just a great sport. Yeah. And so I, you know, for, for a couple of years, I uh, did a, a women specific cycling group. So I would take women out and we would do kind of a beginner to intermediate ride. Oh. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, just help them with skills, right? It's like, how do I change a tire? How do I ride in a Peloton? Um, yeah. How do I do a Centurion and actually make it through feeling like a human being? <laughs> yeah, there's so many questions. But I think it's it's just, uh, I love biking because it's a great workout. It gives you that adrenaline rush. You can go farther faster. It's good on your knees. Yeah. And uh, it's also really social. There's nothing better than like stopping in and grabbing an espresso yeah. and then hightailing it home. Yeah, no. Those are all the reasons why yeah. I love biking too. <laughs> <laughs> Went my mountain biking for the first time um, last weekend, and it was uh, it was intense. Like going downhill, you have yeah. to be so careful with your 
your front and back like breaks because you will like literally flip over. I have a tip. <laughs> okay. In your mind, when you're going down the hill, always look at your like look 20 feet ahead. So pick your line, but also um, right is rear. So as you're going down the hill, think about using your rear brake as opposed to your front brake. So I, I find that's a trick I trigger. I'm always going, okay, right is rear. So that way, um, if I do have to slam on my brakes, you I'm not going to oh. topple over. Uh, yeah. 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 So instead it's a, it's like a balance between the two, but yeah. I really feel like you don't want to slam on the front brake nope. like, at all. <laughs> that's, that, is, it's, that has the potential to be a negative outcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for the bike tips. And thank you so much for coming in and talking to me and uh, the audience about um, Leafly and how uh, it can benefit consumers and learning. You're welcome. Thanks for having and me. Where can we find Leafly? Well, I think Sorry. first and foremost, uh, go to leafly.ca where, you know, there's so much information on there. And, and uh, the new cannabis guide is really, um, obviously, uh, it's, it solves a lot of the challenges that people are, are experiencing. But it's also really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful design. So credit to the team there. Uh, you can also find us on social at Leafly. Um, very simple, short and sweet uh, for all of your cannabis questions. Awesome. Thanks yeah. so much. We're social here at the CSE. Each and every day we'll keep you up to date on trending topics that investors are talking about, such as cannabis, blockchain, and esports. Follow daily CSE news and events on your favorite social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You'll find exclusive interviews with leading entrepreneurs from a variety of industries, thought-provoking stories from across the world of finance, and updates from CSE events taking place worldwide. Join the conversation and connect with us today. Grace from the CSC reminding you to make sure to follow us on social media for the latest updates on our listed companies as well as new listing alerts. For more in-depth content, be sure to pick up our free quarterly magazine, Public Entrepreneur, available online at thecsc.com.